Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steve Shapiro. And now I've added myself. <laughs> the show is off to a great start, I'll tell you that. You cannot tell me that you get to all. Sandra Golden. You created sell one of your children. It's not a big deal. Hey, Rusty Menzel. Everybody's trying to be dads and businessmen. And Drew Butler. And now that she just won album of the year last night, see if you can parlay that with some Travis Kelsey magic on Sunday. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And what's going on? It's the Steakhouse on a Thursday morning. We get Drew Butler today, so that's exciting. I'm here. That is exciting. On a Thursday. Yeah, I know. I like that. So Let's rock. I get rusty. Uh, I, I, you guys are moving the schedules around, which is great. Yeah, next week is my 10-year wedding anniversary. Okay. So what's the plan? We're Stand. going to Arizona, back where it all started. Wow. I mean, we spent our first four years of marriage out in Arizona, so we're going to go have a great long weekend in Sedona and in Scottsdale. All right, give me the, give me the uh, itinerary. You fly out there when? Thursday. No kids? No kids. Who's taking the kids? Mr. Kevin Butler? In-laws and my parents, so God bless them. Oh, so they're sharing. Yeah, it's like, a, and my wife was stressed out about it last night. She's like, I got to figure out and get the whole schedule down. Oh, dude, who's picking a, them up? Who's going to be at the house? It is a house? full yeah. military it's, it's all operation. hands on deck. No, it's all hands on deck. I, I can tell you this. It's a little easier when they're this young. I'm going to give you, like, wife, uh, wife and daddy go out of town. Kids are safe. 13, 11, and 7, it's literally, you need a spreadsheet yeah. that you see, like, over at Google to, like, lay out, here's what's going on. You need, like, the most neurotic CFO <laughs> to, to lay out. Like, I mean, I've seen my wife. And you need to have it audited before you pass it. I mean, right? Day day, you've got, like, 11 kids, right? You know what that looks like when, when, when you're heading out of town. Oh, yeah. Look, funny story. We did that one time for my mother-in-law. We were in Mexico. She calls us like two days in. You guys got to come back. We got to come back. I'm <laughs> no canceling way. this. I'm not taking them to this. I'm not doing this. Like, hold, no. hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like she was serious. It was oh, just she too was much. Dead serious. Because she didn't understand, like the new modern day parenting. Like, like what? Dance till twelve thirty. Birthday party at two. The other kid's gonna be at some tryout at three thirty. So and so's having a sleep. Like no. Yeah. As James Franklin said, just no. Like, that's not going to work. You know, you, you like you hand over this sheet of paper. You're making me so, uncomfortable. No, no. Strong no. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. no. <laughs> that's that's what happens when you hand them the sheet. All right, here's the schedule. Okay, hold on. That's just page one. Page two. Page like, three. You're making me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It is so true. It is, it is like a... It is so ridiculous. Like, I mean, when I was growing up or you were growing up, maybe you bring a sheet of paper home to sign. Say, hey, uh, Ma, you guys got to sign this. Like, oh, what are we signing? This is uh, make sure that, you know, in case the, you know. Field bus, trip permission yeah, slip just, or something. In case the bus explodes <laughs> yeah. on, on the way to the fern bank, that you guys aren't liable. <laughs> like now, I think we have 74 emails about the start of school. So and so's having a uh, back to back to school party. So and so needs our uh, medical approvals. So, like, how many emails can one school send you at one time? I could not agree more. I mean, it is insane. 
insanity. Communication overload. overload. So many moving parts. Well, speaking parts. of communication overload, you're having communication underload, right? Yeah. Um, I, I did. I turned on the TV this morning, and today's show leads with, I lead the house right around 7. Hey, there's an AT&T outage across the nation, but Atlanta was one of the affected cities. I was like, oh, I, I've got my service in my house because I was on Wi-Fi. But then I get on the road, and it just goes dark. SOS only. I usually call my wife, my daughters, and when they're on the way to school, I got nothing. What What do you think? So I'm in the car for an yeah. hour. I get to Starbucks here at Colony Square. I, I connect to the Wi-Fi, and my wife, Jackie's like, your location was off. I couldn't get in touch with you. I thought you'd left your phone because she didn't see the TV where it's like nationwide power outage. Uh, not power outage, but AT&T outage. So a lot of people are dealing with it right now. And AT&T's made no statement. There's millions of people without cell phone service on a Thursday morning. And, and I would say that you are on the low end of and Not that we're all not addicted to our phones because we are. But think about the young people, the teenagers, oh the kids goodness. in their 20s. That literally must be like, like have, walking to having, class and they just have their heads buried in their phones. Yeah. And they've got nothing. They have to actually look up. They're having like panic attacks. They have to like say hi to people and look people in the eye. I mean, the level of addiction to the phone. I mean, I've listened. We, we've all read that. You, you know, you got to turn your phone off a half hour, an hour before bed. It can't be the first thing you look at in the morning. Do, you know, do your breathing exercises. Yeah. Start your day. To, dude, I roll over at 325. I'm watching TikToks like for some idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just walking. To, God forbid I walk to the bathroom at 330 without my phone. Like you can actually take those two minutes and just not be checking. <laughs> Like, what do you think happened, right? You're totally right. Did Kawhi Leonard get traded to the Hawks last night? What did you think happened? Just go to the, just go do your business and go back. Don't turn your phone on. We're, we're maniacs. We're maniacs. We, we really are. I mean, everybody is addicted. There's no question and about And then, that. of course, the TikTok, Instagram algorithms are like, we know what videos are going to work. Here's some food. Here's some NBA. Here's some college basketball. Here's some uh, travel stuff. Here's some funny uh, stand-up comedian, and you're just going to sit there and, like, one more video. No, one more. Well, this is kind of funny. Well, that's kind of funny. Speaking about algorithms and addiction, did you see the 60 Minutes piece on sports betting? Came out the the week before the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Fascinating. And they're talking about all the data that these sports betting companies have and the offers that they send to people to get them back into the app. And they see what the people are betting on and the volume. And everything is tailored around getting them back in. Yeah, so I just read a a fascinating article about an addicted gambler. A woman, single mom, two kids. She was doing um, casino games online, right? She she had been down a bunch of Hashtag degeneracy, but yes. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that's whatever. They figure out what your game is. Oh, yeah. She She lost everything. Then she won a half a million dollars in one weekend. Just got hot playing casino games. Lost it all within two days. She said they kept calling her and offering her credits. Here's a $500 credit. Get back, Get in, the back game. in the game. Or she would call them and say, because so these gambling companies now have hosts the same way you'd go to a Vegas casino. Yeah, they have and VIP get a host. hosts for online exactly. uh, services. So these Absolutely. VIP hosts will, will text you and say, how's it going? Now you text them back and build a relationship. Sometimes you're on the phone with them and say, I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm getting killed. I need some help. And they'll say, why don't we send you $500 in credit, right? Yeah. Like with, with a nine-time playthrough or whatever it is. I like, mean, you know, yeah. we, we lost thirty grand. here's $500, get started again. I mean, it is – there's so many degenerate gamblers that are being groomed with all the legalized sports gambling. It yeah. is. It's serious. I told you, my daughter says every – 
every boy she knows, senior year of high school and in college, has an, has a uh, – and we're not even legal yet. I know. They have some kind of app. Anyway, let's get to – not a lot, but we'll get to some 9 and 9. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. 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 On the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Georgia wins last night at Vandy 76-64. Um, okay. Like, we all know how Georgia struggled. They lost six in a row. I guess Noah Thornton had, Noah uh, Thomason had 17 points. Uh, next up, Auburn. Saturday. In Athens. Yeah, it would be great for them to upset Auburn Saturday in Athens. Unfortunate, the losing streak that they did go on. But they get off the schneid last night with a road victory over Vanderbilt. Well, they hadn't won in a long time. And it can be done. What can be done? Upsetting a team. I mean, LSU did it last night. They had two top 15 victories the, in a row. The SEC is so friggin' good, dude. I know. LSU's at the bottom of the SEC, or they were until they just had back-to-back wins over ranked opponents. They beat Kentucky at the buzzer last night, a phenomenal game. The tournament is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it is. Georgia Tech gets absolutely smoked by Clemson. Damon Stoudemire basically comes out after the game. I will say one thing about Stoudemire. He don't care. No. And he's just like, yeah, I mean, if you have no pride for the team in front of the jersey, have some pride for your family with the name on the back of your jersey. And saying, Pointed words. Can't wait till I get my own kids in here. Yep. Um, fair to his current players? I don't know, man. Everything's fair in the NIL portal no world. No question. It's just like I was talking to Rusty about all the money they spent at Georgia. And I promise you to get some of the kids in in the transfer portal. And we started, what, 4-2 and two or whatever it was. Like, they're not paying those kids to be at the bottom of the SEC. And guess who won't be back next year? Or won't be paid, right? That's where we're at. Obviously. I mean, to Damon Stoudemire's defense, and obvious, these were very pointed words. What are the kids going to say? Who are you? What are the parents going to say? Why are you talking that way? What's Jay back going to say? Damon Stoudemire's going to be like, dude, I've done this. I just came from the Boston Celtics. Right. I don't care about your feelings. Right. Uh, I don't care about your feelings. We're here to win. When I played at Arizona, we had a certain mindset that we don't have here, and they're just going to keep bringing in their own guys time after time. Honor to Cunha. Named from, what is it, Baseball America? MLB Network. MLB Network. The number one player in baseball. Number one in the one. It's incredible, list. and it's hard to argue. We talked about it so much last year. The Braves have so much star power. It, it is appointment viewing. When you're at Truist Park, you need to have your butt in the seat. And Ronald Acuna Jr. leads that mindset for sure. The all-star break continues for the Hawks. My God. They don't play till tomorrow night. They got three home games, I believe. Day Day, you going to any of these games? They got the Raptors. Yeah, looking at uh, being down there tomorrow for the Raptors. All right, then Sunday they got Orlando. Yes, I'll probably look go to that game. Uh, and then Tuesday the Jazz, I think it is. Quinn Snyder uh, getting a lot of uh, buzz on our interview with him yesterday, where he kind of said the reason that we're bad is because we don't bring effort, you know. And when you don't bring effort. He's like, I like Sadiq Bay and Dondre Hunter and Trey's having a great year and DeJounte Murray and, uh, you know, Akongu's having, you know, uh, some signs. So then we're like, well, why are we seven games under? It's like because there are times that we don't play. We don't play connective on defense. I believe the famous quote is, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Okay. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Well, you see it time and again. 
Can't teach guys to have a motor. Either you have it or you don't, and you're hearing a lot of that. When we come back, uh, listen, the Justin Fields thing is real. Like Randy McMichael said, I go, you make a big deal about uh, Justin Fields unfollowing the Bears. And you know Randy can be pretty cynical about we overhype stuff. And he said it. Absolutely. It is an absolute sign of how he feels about the Bears. No question. It's an absolute sign he wants out. It's an absolute sign he wants to come to Atlanta following all these Falcon players. And I just want to ask the question when we come back. A legitimate question from a guy who played in the NFL and been in those locker rooms. How do you really evaluate if you're staring at a kid that could, for the next six to eight years, be our starting quarterback? I'm talking about 2025, 2027, 2020. How do you know? Is that guy sitting in front of you? You got three years in the league. I still don't think we know. I'll ask when we come back. It's Steak and Drew's, the fastest two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now back to more of the Steakhouse. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Nine twenty-three Sports Radio, ninety-two-nine. The game. Steak Shapiro and Drew Butler on the uh, fastest two hours in radio. We've told you that before. We told you this hour is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration, one-day treatment, life-changing results. AdvancedHair.com. From purely just a business standpoint, economics. The National Football League, one of the most powerful entities uh, on planet Earth, right? I mean, all the teams are worth billions of dollars. The entity itself producing the most eyeballs of anything that goes on in our country. Um, The owners, the most powerful families in the world. Everybody from the, you know, um, Walmart family to insert, you know, uh, Arthur Blank and, and the Crafts and the Roonies. And the 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 Maras and the Fords and like these are these are these are it. This is elite. These are billion dollar businesses. And what's amazing, and I continue to talk about this, in a business where you have access to every number that there is, Drew, and every algorithm and every uh, access to, to to folks that can look into every bit of anybody's background. And the research you're able to do on your draft picks and your quarterbacks and the analysis and the, the depth of knowledge that you can gain, and yet still the chances of signing a quarterback that absolutely works, drafting a quarterback that absolutely works, and, and moving your franchise forward. Because you know, if you have the quarterback, you have the Falcons for the 14-year run or whatever it was with Matt Ryan. We're going to be good every year for the most part. We're going to have a chance to contend every year. Yeah, we're going to compete. We're going to have uh, playoff games in the mix. Right. We're, we're not going to have to worry about the most important position. We have a chance to win Super Bowls. Falcons had a chance to win multiple Super Bowls under Matt Ryan. They were the number one seed um, when they lost to the Niners in the NFC title game to the, 40, uh, to the 49ers. They were the number one seed. 2012. They were the number one seed against the Packers, but they did go to the Super Bowl, right? 2016. And and um, and then the next year, they were in the second round of the playoffs, and they were on the road. If, if, if Matt... Ryan hits Julio Jones down by the end zone against the Eagles. Yeah. They're back in the NFC Championship game. Now we've had six years of losing football and irrelevance. 
And Matt Ryan was a part of four of them, right? Are we four years away from Matt Ryan? Are we two years away from Matt Ryan? Yeah. So it started to unravel at the end. But the first, what was it, 11 years of Matt Ryan, we're in the mix. Starting the season saying we have a real shot to win our division, which then means you get a home playoff game and you're three games away from the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh Like that's what the goal is of every NFL team. And for 16 NFL teams, I would venture to say at the beginning of the season, that goal is actually attainable. Yeah. Get into the playoffs. So, So that's why the evaluation of the quarterback is simply the most important evaluation that exists in all of sports. That's what it is. And the Atlanta Falcons have an enormous decision to make with Terry Fontenot and uh, Raheem Morris and, to some degree, Zach Robinson, who is going to be the offensive coordinator. And Justin Fields wants out of Chicago because he knows he's not really loved because he they they're not going to pass on Caleb Boyd. It's over. It's over for Justin Fields in Chicago, and when it comes to the news breaking yesterday, when he was on the St. Brown Brothers podcast and he unfollowed the Bears and he's starting to follow all the Falcons and he says, "Look, I'm about to go on vacation. I, I wanted that off my phone." I-, I do get that as a human being. If you pulled up your phone, we just talked about being addicted to your device, and you're scrolling through Instagram while you're sitting at the airport and you're inundated with the team that employs you publicly saying, are we going to draft Caleb Williams? And every single comment on those posts is, I hope so. Please draft Caleb Williams. I hope so. We're done with Fields. You just don't want that in front of your eyeballs. I get that. You also want to know where you're going to be living. You want to know what you want to start training. Of course. However. But he's still under contract. Of course. You have to take your time. And the Bears – are not going to show their cards by any sense because then they lose the leverage. And They're the, going to try to drive course, the price listen, tag up on Justin Fields as much as they possibly can. It, and guess what? The Raiders need a quarterback. The Steelers need a quarterback. Yeah, the Falcons need a quarterback. And Justin Fields will be a hot commodity, no question about it. The Patriots need a quarterback. Yeah. You think Bob Kraft wants to not spend as much as Arthur Blank, just like the Wolf family in Minnesota, not spend as much to keep Kirk Cousins or the Davis family in Oakland does not spend as much. I mean, they're all ready to spend. They're all ready to do whatever it takes. I'm not telling you it wouldn't be nice for Justin Fields and his family to know where he's going to play. That's a complete non-factor. His his desires oh. here. His desires. His mean feelings nothing. have no yeah. burden listen, on whatever any team listen, does. Here, here's the reality. Some guys listening to us who knows his company's doing massive layoffs of 12% of their workforce, and they're wondering if they're going to have a job in three months. Justin Fields is going to make insane money, be playing in an NFL city. He'll know in the next few months. It's not something anybody should next feel bad weeks. for him. Yeah. Maybe the next few weeks. Maybe, right? Um, you know, how, how deep, close, how close to the draft do the Bears go before they make I think it decision. just depends on what the offers are to get Justin Fields from Chicago. The general manager of the Atlanta Falcons and the general manager of the L.A. Rams know a little bit – no, they know a ton more about football than me. They know a thousand times more about football. They have a barely a better chance of getting it right than I do because it is a complete crapshoot. And for me to say, I would it, say that's accurate. You know what I mean? Like and they'd just, probably admit that as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, do 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 I have an opinion on Justin Fields? It, it's not that informed or educated. I've been around football enough, like those guys. But my chance of success, if I say Justin Fields will be a bust in terms of he's not a long term plan, 
has as much of a chance of being right as the guy saying Justin Fields will be our quarterback for eight years and will go to multiple playoffs. That's what's amazing. How do you – how do we know? Like, I don't know. You've watched three years of it. Your dad played in Chicago. You grew up in Chicago. You've seen a lot of them. You went to Georgia. You're close to that situation. You know a lot of guys on the new coaching staff. How does anybody know how to evaluate him? I don't know how to evaluate him. I watched him light up the Falcons. He looked awesome in that game. And then other games, I watch him throwing interceptions in fourth quarters in every big measurable moment. Here's right? what it comes down to. And I've said this on the Steakhouse in the past. And it's true. The NFL, the business of the NFL, is the greatest meritocracy really in our country. If you're good enough, you will be able to play. If you're good enough you will get paid very handsomely. I was watching the Patriots documentary, Dynasty. And Bill Belichick says, the only thing you have in the National Football League, really, is your name and your reputation. When I was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin would always say, you see this? We're watching film. That's your walking, talking, breathing resume. Right. All you're judged on is your performance on the field. It does not matter. Right. What you believe okay, in, okay. what your religion is, okay. what you look like, okay. what you say in public. Okay. All that matters is what you put on film. So when you were judging a quarterback, here's what I have written down. How are the Falcons going to get this right? How are the Falcons going to make the right decision to bring the quarterback in for the 2024 season? First things first, I think you have to judge the quarterbacks on situational football. How do you play on the road? How do you play on third down? Next thing, how many game-winning drives have you had? Next thing, do you turn the ball over? Next thing, playoff experience. You've been to the playoffs? You won a division? Have you won a Super Bowl? And then the last thing, which might be one of the most important, what are the leadership skills of these quarterbacks? They're going to talk to coaches. They're going to talk to personnel people around the league. They're going to get the whole picture. So, like, when Kirk Cousins comes up, I was on Dukes and Bell yesterday. I'm worried about the Achilles. I said, you think the Falcons are going to make a willy-nilly decision? Like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe his Achilles is okay. Let's go pay him $30 a year. Absolutely not. Because they will make the most informed decision possible. Everything you just said, Kirk Cousins checks the box. Everything so does Russell Wilson. Said. You think so, huh? Playoff wins. Super Bowl I, champ. Leadership. Great deep ball I'd guard. Argue, leadership. I, yeah, I, I think I'd that's argue, probably. I'd argue Cousins ahead of him in leadership. No question. Right? I think that's fair to say. Here's Justin Fields, by the way, yesterday on the podcast you referenced talking about Chicago. It was up to me. I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans there, you know, they're great, and mm-hmm. the people. But um, it's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So whatever right. happens, happens. But I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just wanted to be over. Like, just let me know if I'm getting traded. Yeah. Let me know if I'm staying. It's an act. I'd like to. Lose... Hey, well, you're not staying. I'll let you know that yeah. right now. You know, I'd like I'd like to lose 15 pounds by the time I go on my boys' trip to Orlando and be a better golfer. Right. That's not happening. And this if is, my aunt had, she'd be my right. Uncle. It's, I'm glad you want it to be over. It's not going to be over. Exactly. Not an not an investment that means everything to both teams. To both teams, Chicago's investment, if they get it wrong with Caleb Williams, will will crush that franchise. Or uh, same with the Falcons. If Justin Fields is a turnover machine, that can't be an accurate passer. Here he is talking about Atlanta. How does Atlanta play? Because you certainly are showing a lot of social media love to the Falcons. Atlanta would be tough. The only con of going back home is just people hitting my phone crazy. Yeah. You know, wanting tickets to the game. But I mean, uh, I think I think they got a lot of play playmakers on the team. And um, of course Bijan. They got my boy Kyle and then of course Drake too. Um they probably need one more receiver. 
but um, they definitely got some guys over there. You can tell Justin Fields hadn't been home in a while because if you wake up on a Sunday morning and pull up the Ticketmaster app, you can walk into <laughs> Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah. For... Let, let, your, let your parents take care of all those ticket requests, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, your, that's an your, interesting take. Or your buddies from high school. He certainly knows the roster, and, and boy, do they need a second receiver. I was thinking about it in the car yesterday. Dude, that group of second, that group of receivers last year. Okay, so here's what I think would be a great situation. Acquire a quarterback in free agency. I I will go ahead and say it right now. I do not care about the price tag. Acquire a quarterback in free agency. Draft a pass rusher at eight. See what's available in the free agent market for that second wide receiver, and maybe draft a wide receiver in the second round. Yeah, maybe get a second round. Second and you're going to sit receiver. here and tell me, Falcons can't go back to Capel. Okay, let's win the division, and then call us in January and say it was a bad decision Listen, if Kirk, to spend on a quarterback. If Kirk Cousins is slinging it around, and you got Bijan and Tyler Are and you Drake me? and Kyle and, a, and another receiver, I mean, um, you got a chance. You have a real chance. Scared money don't make money. Yeah. Well, you, you better fight a pass rush, dude. You better fight you, a pass dude, rush. Dude, you have nothing coming back rushing the quarterback. You have nothing. Calais Campbell's not coming back. The right? NFL is built on quarterback play, and can you get after the quarterback? I mean. It you, used to be run the ball, and can you stop the run? What, now it's totally I different. I want to ask you a question when we come back. What guy on defense do you really get excited about? Jesse Bates out of the mix because he's playing on the back, right? I mean, a healthy Grady, but he's getting old. Come on, dude. Grady, Jarrett, and, like, I heard talk on Dukes and Bells. Do you start to think about that contract doesn't make sense anymore? Wow. Probably not now, but he's one year away from saying you got to renegotiate. Well, yeah, he's too expensive. Right. You can't stay on the field. It's like, hey, again, going back to feelings in the NFL, Grady, you're great. Everybody loves you. You're great in the community. Go watch the dynasty. We're paying you too much. Go watch the dynasty. Ask about Drew Bledsoe's feelings, right? Like, I don't know. Were you worried about his feelings? You're worried about like winning seven Super Bowls or six of them, right? Like feelings don't matter. Yeah, that's a fascinating documentary. Yeah. All right. When we come back, I'm going to ask you about Falcons defense. I'm also going to have you play the Johnny Manziel stuff. You want to talk about a lot going on with Money Manziel? Listen, I don't care if you're the a guy working at a hedge fund in New York, or if you are, you know, a bartender in Buckhead. Sometimes it's real simple. Addiction will swallow you whole. Wait to hear what Johnny Manziel said about what undid his NFL career. Steak and Drew, Sports Radio 929 a game. Sports Radio 929 the game. I, I, I'll be honest with you. If, if the kiddos are gone and everybody is out of the house and I, I can crank tunes in the morning, I'm going to go Miley Cyrus. Miley on, has some serious pipes. She's awesome, dude. Have you ever seen her do like uh, Howard Stern? Well, that, yeah, but what she's singing right there in studio. And Howard's like, this chick is unbelievable. Or doing talented. like a lounge of her showing up at like. Uh, one of those jazz lounges where it's just her voice and the piano or whatever it is. I mean, she crushed it at the Grammys, too. And her, and I'm a big Pink fan. So, Pink? Yes. Really? Huge Pink, huge Miley Cyrus. Really? Yeah, I'm just saying. That's what I'm cranking at home. If, if uh, you know, they're like, it's too loud. Everybody, it's early in the morning. 
I like to get, you know, energy going. And I take the cold shower. What time is that at? Uh, 6.45, 7 a.m. I mean, you're getting the Sonos blasting? Yes, if everybody's up, I'm getting the Sonos Okay, you're not that guy. What's that guy? Meaning... Just like, turning everything up while the kids are still sleeping. No, and just say no. get up. No, no, no. My dad used to do that. Rise and shine. Oh, rise my mom and used shine. to do that too. And, and pull the curtains. My dad would come in. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. I don't know why he would go to a southern accent. That's so funny. And then he'd pull the curtains, and it's Boston, and it's like six a.m. and it's freezing freaking cold. Right? Like getting out of bed in the Northeast in the winter is completely different. Oh, my God. Dude, the doldrums. You just, you just, the depression. Yeah, it's, four, it's dark at 4 o'clock, and then you're getting out of It's freezing. It's freezing. Go like, scrape the ice off your windshield. Oh, miserable, right? The, snow, the, the, the thing about snow in the Northeast, it's so pretty when it comes down, and it's so nice. The New York City got a dusting, and then if it's enough snow... For the next like eight days, it's it's that awful brown, slushy, oh. dark snow that you're like, there's nothing pretty about that, you know? Disgusting. Ruins all your shoes. That's, yes. that's not ideal. No doubt. So a couple of quick things. I want to get to um I want to get to uh, the tailgate. Remind you the nine o'clock hours brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration, one day treatment, life changing results, advancedhair.com. I, like, let's just be honest about the Falcons trading out of that spot and not getting somebody to be an edge rusher. Who is their best guy rushing the quarterback next year? Who do you guys have? I mean, Bud Dupree, if he comes back? I don't know. How many sacks did Bud Dupree have last year? I was going to say, I was gonna say uh, Arnold Ebicady is our best pass rusher. Like, that's who our best pass rusher. What's Arnold Ebicady done in the NFL, right? Um, like, David Enyamata. I mean, these guys have no pedigree in the NFL. But Enyamata has a little bit more. But they're not, like, these are these are... This is not a pass. We don't have any pass rushers. Calais Campbell was the most disruptive guy on our front, you know, seven last year. Okay. Say the Falcons don't acquire a quarterback in free agency. And all signs point to them maybe trying to make a move to get up into the top three of the draft. Say on draft day, nobody's budging out of the top three. And in any order, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels are off the board. If the Falcons stay at eight, and Dallas Turner is available, and they don't take Dallas Turner with that draft pick, I, I will have what serious else questions. What they take? They're going to take J.J. McCarthy, that ridiculous thing. What are they going to take, Roma Dunze? J.J. McCarthy? Right. An offensive lineman? A receiver? You, you have to draft Dallas Turner yeah, but then at the eighth your, spot then who's your to quarterback? rush then the who, passer. Then who is your quarterback? If J.J. McCarthy's around in the uh, mid-first round, round, now you start trading draft picks, Right. Yeah, because you, there's like you need a quarterback, but like exactly what you said earlier. What do you think they need in uh, who are you talking in, in Oakland, right? What do you think they need in New England? In Pittsburgh? In Pitt? Like, what do you think that Falcons aren't the only team? Are and, they already done with Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh? I he, don't know. It's you know, I I would just caution I mean, them to say Coach Tomlin is. He's got a little selfishness to him too. He's like, I got, I got to start winning some football games. I got to win the division. I got to win some playoff they also, games. They also put a first rounder on him. At least our quarterback's a third rounder. I mean, it's a little different. But Falcons you're right. fans, beware! Do not say let's trade up into the top three and get somebody like C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is such an anomaly. What happened last year? Yeah, he's crazily talented. It was the perfect scenario. He had a great year. Do not think that could happen 
for the Falcons. Well, you- because last year, all I heard was Desmond Ritter, third-round quarterback. He's going to be just like Russell Wilson. How many times has Russell Wilson happened? So, you, so if you traded up and took Drake May, do you feel like— uh, Drake May's the one guy who I have question marks about. All right, let's uh, do— Let's do it. Let's do the uh, tailgate. It's time to tailgate. No, Maybe tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Unless you've been living with your head under a rock, you know that there are big changes to college football coming this season. Most notably, expanded conferences and a 12-team college football playoff. It was announced yesterday that they're getting close to finalizing a 5-plus-7 structure. Maybe it has been finalized. But it was also said that in the college football playoff committee meetings, they are starting to discuss the idea of a 14- or 16-team college football playoff starting in the 2026 season stake. I said this years ago, once you go to 12, they're going to want to go to 16, then they want to go to 32. There may be no stopping this train. Well, once you see the numbers yeah. that they're going to put up, that that first weekend was single elimination games played on home college campuses, so all the pageantry and all the gravitas of a home game that's a single elimination game, which has never happened. If you win, you advance. If you lose, you're done. Played on your home field. They're going to get numbers on that that first Saturday with three games. There'll be one game Friday, three on Saturday. They're going to be like, how do we do more of this? How do we do more of this? It seems like college football decision makers are just throwing stuff up against the wall, seeing, hey, what could happen? How can we make this better? But Nick Saban, who's no longer the head coach at Alabama, maybe he could be the person who could advocate to move college football towards a better future. I will be dedicated to college football and the future of college football and trying to make that sport, as well as other sports in collegiate athletics, I'm going to be an advocate for trying to make the game as good as it can be. From your mouth to God's ears, because he's the guy who could move the needle. He's the guy who probably has the playbook, has the gravitas yeah, that's fine. to make people make some decisions. Yeah, I mean, if you keep the portal open at this level, if you let multiple transfers happen, if you have no control over NIL money, over the collectives, then college coaches are going to keep heading to the NFL or somewhere else. Speaking of NIL money, Johnny Manziel making some headlines. He was on the Club Shay Shay podcast with Shannon Sharp. Club Shay Shay. He said that back in 2014, his dad had a sit-down, face-to-face, man-to-man meeting with head coach Kevin Sumlin and told Kevin Sumlin, you give my son $3 million, we'll stick around for the next two years. Yeah, sounds like... Uh, what Cam Newton's dad did as well. Let's not pretend. Let's just, this is what it's going to cost to keep him or get, have him come here. And that those conversations have been happening forever. Johnny Manziel just admitting it. Yeah, he's been admitting it for past couple of years now. His Netflix documentary, pretty fascinating. Also noted in that Netflix documentary was Johnny's love for partying and probably some substance abuse issues. He told Shannon Sharp he went from 210 pounds in Cleveland to 170 pounds just a few months later. How? I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 pounds sitting in Vegas that August, that September, October, whatever it was later in that year. How you lose 40 pounds? You're on a strict diet of blow. (laughs) I don't don't think think Johnny Manziel is sober. He's Uh, not. He's drinking beer while he's in the Netflix documentary. Yeah, I know. Now, which is a slippery slope for someone who's a major addict. But again, 
Listen, anybody who's ever been around a cocaine addict or a drug addict or understanding, I mean, he's just not, he's, he's literally not eating. He is partying every single day, and he watched his future, you know, go up his nose, literally. Yeah. Right? Crazy. So. First round draft pick as well. News out of Tuscaloosa. So much news out of Tuscaloosa these days. Eli Gold, legendary broadcaster, the voice of Alabama football, will not be back after 35 years of calling Crimson Tide games. Here what do you, is what it, do you think is his best call ever? What do you think it is? You know, fourth and 31 last year was impressive when uh-huh. Alabama beat. Yeah. You Auburn. know, they're. There's so many great yeah. games. They've had so many national championship victories as well. But I, don't ask me. Ask Eli Gold. Here he is telling you what his favorite call of all time was. Now and then go for a first down on the next play. And I agreed. And then here came the snap. And bang. It's intercepted. Caught by the Bulldogs at the 20. Up the near side. 25 to the 15 to the 40. Down the near sideline. 20 to the 15 to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown. Georgia on their second interception of the night. That was oh. Keely Ringo. Keely Ringo. His second interception so of the season. That's our favorite call. Of Eli all time. Gold, Georgia Bulldogs, national champions. Bryce Young throwing that interception to Keely. Keely jaunts down the sideline. Dogs win. Sounding exactly like a visiting, not a visiting, but a, a, a homer should sound when you just blew a national title. Going down the sideline. Their second interception. Touchdown, Georgia. Yeah. Hey, uh, when we come back, 10 o'clock, top of the hour, uh, we'll continue a little bit of this conversation on uh, how you got to get the quarterback position right. I also made a comment about Duke yesterday. And I like Duke basketball, and I have a lot of friends who went to Duke. But if they aren't the most arrogant group, J.J. Redick threw some stuff out there la- uh, this week. The guy that deserves the heat is last week. And I'm going to take him down once and for all. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. We'll play that when we come back. Top of the hour, 10 o'clock, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game.